yet. This past Friday was actually my last day at Patreon. All right, I'm unemployed. And I left to do this, you know, have my videos demonetized for a living. <laughs> Earbuds and earworms. I'm Amy, not quite actualized shepherd, and this is Mitchell Manley, wannabe. <laughs> Are you a Spice Girl? Yeah, kind of, sorta. You know, I, I was gonna be, I was gonna go the long name and just be like <laughs> Mitchell Manley. I want to be the Spice Girls lover, but I don't want to get with their friends. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, you know, at least that was a little you're, too long. I, are, is it too long? Is it? I mean, I mean, I guess it is questionable. I, I think it's pretty good though, but you know. All of the Spice Girls, though, because that's also their friends. Right, yeah. So so we're talking about exponential amounts of friends. There's five of them. They each have a discrete friend group. Okay. Right? But and so if you want to be one of their... Or are they saying that if you want to be the lover of one Spice Girl, you have to be the friend of all Spice Girls? Okay. Because but, I don't really like Posh that much. The rest of them can hang, but... I don't even think Posh likes the other Spice Girls. Good, then she can just go on and hang out with David Beckham and be cool. And then me and Baby Spice and Scary Spice <laughs> and Sporty Spice and Ginger Spice will uh, will have a good time, you know? I feel like Baby Spice was like your jam. You have no idea. For sure. <laughs> 100%. Baby Spice and Sporty Spice. Scary Spice totally is my mine. Type. Love Dude, Scary Spice yes. so much. Is that Mel, Mel, Mel B and Mel C? I can never remember... I think Mel B is is Scary Spice. I can never remember which one's which. I, I believe Mel B is Scary Spice. Wow, we are such 90s kids. Man, I loved that first Spice Girls record. I'm not even going to lie to you. Who who can't love it? Oh, um, let's get back to the point. Uh, what's our theme this week? <laughs> so I think we decided, like, mo- not motivational, but aspirational, uh, you know, sort of things that someone is gonna do or they want to do and so that's why I'm wannabe is because there's all these things that I want to be when I grow up or whenever I actualize myself as you <laughs> said so these are just sort of future tense goal oriented I guess I don't know <laughs> we got a lot of really great submissions considering how sort of vague it is but I think I think the people got the gist yeah I think so too what song did you bring this week so I'm gonna start us with Joanna Gruesome and their song hey I want to be your best friend Thank you. 
Um, Joanna Gruesome is a noise pop band from Wales. Uh, it's been a few years since they put out anything new, but they're one of my favorites to listen to when I'm looking for that clashy, clangy guitar and catchy pop hooks. Uh, most of their stuff's way more upbeat and punk sounding than this, but I've always loved the gentle build of this song and this really warm and triumphant climax at the end. Uh, and of course, I'm the sort of person who I have a million acquaintances, but only a handful of like really close friends. So whenever I meet someone that I actually connect with, or like especially if I'm romantically interested in someone, I immediately want to be their best friend and hang out with them all the time. And I'm sure that can be overwhelming for some folks, but it's just like it's such a rarity to meet someone who meets my grueling standards to be my best friend, you know. And so when someone does, I tend to just dive in head first. Uh, so this is just like a sweet song about being shy and wanting to be someone's best friend. And I can imagine most of the ear buddies have had this experience as well and probably uh, relate pretty heavily to it. Yeah. And I'm uh, so I'm listening to it and I don't get the whole noise pop concept. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. I said uh, most of their songs are much more upbeat and and grungier and poppier and gnarlier sounding. But this one's pretty chill. Yeah, like, I was thinking, I was like, for a band called Joanna Gruesome, this is, like, such a, like, nice, sweet song. Right. Um, so, sometimes you don't want to over-explain something in a song, and Joanna Gruesome did not over-explain that feeling whatsoever. It's like, it portrays that simple kind of friendship, as you were saying. It's like, you just want to be around that person. You want to go places. It reminds me a little bit of um, Dashboard Confessionals, hands down. Sure. A little bit, you know, just, like popping over fences and stuff and I, I kind of love that just feeling that sentiment is just so perfect and I feel like the way that they put the song together really captures it so that you know both the lyrics and the music go together with that feeling and I just I don't it makes me want to listen to the song way more which I did listen to a lot this morning so I was like oh so sweet and yeah it's low-key chill and simple and i think that they really even for a band called joanna gruesome did like a really great job of being like nice and chill you know (laughs) um this week i (laughs) i searched long and wide or far and wide i don't know words are hard deep and Um, wide deep and wide uh i brought i don't know how but they found me's cluster hug I'm a teenage beauty queen of sorts Calculated cold without remorse We can go to town, we can turn around, we can do aspirational and stuff i i freaking miss 
not going out and hanging out with Dakota and my friends and feeling safe on the street. Just, you know, fucking breathing air. And uh, this song has such a longing for, like, carefree love and just being, like, human. It's a car song meant to be sung loudly or at a bar drinking beers with friends. And my life is, like, pretty charmed and I'm extremely fucking lucky in all things. And all I, like, want to do right now is just hang with my friends. Like, that's my aspiration. I want to get, like, blurry-eyed, drunk, and call a lift and go home from some random bar and uh, yeah that's that's just what I want to grow up to be when all this pandemic stuff is over and the song mentions quarantine multiple times but it like changes the meaning of quarantine and yeah I, I just and that is what I want I I have attained a meaningful goal of having a fulfilling role in society and now I just want to see my friends because it's been seven months and I, I miss you guys no it finally broke Amy yeah yeah, there's so much to love about this song. Uh, the production's really fantastic. I really love that gnarly fuzz bass and the massive drums contrasted with the sort of chill, jazzy, electric piano sounds and the poppy vocal melodies. Uh, I definitely think you're right about it being a car song or a party song meant to be belted out. It's very invigorating, very anthemic sounding. Uh, I also relate to this one lyrically, uh, but for me it seems to be about like meeting someone and falling for them and then you know wanting more, but also being careful not to commit too much too soon. Uh, you know, you're, uh, they're offering up their love to this other person and saying, here's this love thing. You know, I've got, you know, whatever, if you're interested, it's fine. It's totally cool. I can move on, but man, it just, it'd be really dope if we could be together and just take on the world as a team, you know, I don't know. It's just a, a great anthemic jam about wanting to be someone, someone, I think. Yeah. And I, I feel like whenever I'm talking about the sentiment of like going and hanging out with your friends, it's like just the music. If you, okay. I don't know if you like the band fun. Um, yeah, sure. But it's kind of like their music where it's just like anthemic and you just want to be in the world with other humans with this song. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely about connection and like the that human uh, interconnectedness. And experience. Yeah, sure. Which we've all been on pause for for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, our ear buddies, of course always bring songs and I love them so much and I think that we have a great mix of like different aspirations and goals and it's awesome uh, our first ear buddy is Hunter S who brings the clashes death or glory death or glory just another are not so inspiring but this is my go-to song to get myself charged up to flourish or fail my i'm doing it anyway song you know what i believe in doing it anyway um 
I think of this song as that march towards a goal, which I think is really always the story until we just stop marching forward, you know, see our episodes on death and anxiety, of which I'm sure there are more than just two. <laughs> um, we all have our own definition of glory, but like death is kind of pretty cut and dry unless you are in my line of work and then it gets a little confusing, but that's just because my job's weird. Most people don't have that. Um, but yeah, I, I like that march. That march is good. I enjoy the march. Yeah, I definitely love this song is, uh, you know, for getting pumped to flourish or fail. Uh, there's a saying I stole from the McElroy brothers. It's probably some old Southern folk cliche, but you got to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> and uh, I think that that's a lesson that I have to remind myself of constantly. I'm a very risk averse person and I suffer hard from imposter imposter syndrome. So like anytime I need to do something new or, or hard or, or anxiety inducing, I have to remind myself to risk it for the biscuit. And sometimes you got to put yourself in the on the line and, and risk failure to get what you want out of life. And the thing is, we often find that when we go into those situations fully aware and fully prepared to face the failure, if it happens, usually the failure isn't even that bad. And if you're lucky, you know, you learn something and you'll you'll be better off for next time. Uh, but for some reason, though, just no matter how many times I achieve the glory, my brain still fixates on that paralyzing possibility of failure. So perhaps I need more Joe Strummer and uh, and the clash in my life to help keep me motivated. I always think of uh, whenever there's something I really don't want to do, it's just like, you know, just fake it till you make it type of thing. Yes. Um, I will tell you the scariest part of nursing used to be going and introducing myself to the patients right it's like i hated going into people's rooms and like saying hey i'm gonna be here for you um and then all of a sudden like if you fake it until you make it enough like just suck it up and say hi uh it it tends to work out fine right yeah i pretty much even even now i still get like oh i gotta amp myself up for this but then afterwards it's much better unless I really they don't talk a lot and then I I feel a little more comfortable but I still talk to them no matter what they want I'm sorry <laughs> um our next year buddy is Lum who brings the Peabody's I want to go parking with you but I don't have a car I grew up in a cultural desert deep in the foothills of the Appalachians. One of the oases in this desolate hellhole were the Peabody's, Warren P.A.'s pop-punk masters. Think Screeching Weasel, not Sum 41. I can't express just how much this band existing here at the same time as me means to me. My late teenage years were vastly improved by these cats. I met the love of my life through this band. I got to see them play at the legendary NYC venue CBGB R.I.P. 
a seriously important chapter in my life. This is by no means their best track, but it's pretty good and fits the theme perfectly. First of all, like, who doesn't want to get laid? And when you are a teen, 20-something, getting it on in a car is a fun concept, if not necessarily the most fun thing you do, especially, I mean, it, you can pull it off if you're limber. Right, yeah. Um, or you have a big car or a grand caravan. Um, but yeah, this is the search for independence that we always want when we're young, and then we legit don't want it when we're adults. Also, is there a genre of adorable punk? Because this is what this is, adorable punk. I think that's probably uh, th- there's a subgenre of a subgenre of a subgenre of of pop punk that's adorable punk. Yay! I would say uh, what's that band Shonen Knife, uh, the mm-hmm. re- that pop punk band from Japan. I don't know. They're also very adorable. I know. Anyway, uh, yeah, this definitely reminds me of being a teenager and having my first girlfriend and wishing that I had a car to take us places and we could be alone and do whatever sort of undisclosed activities that hormonal teenagers do when they get alone. <laughs> Um, I've never heard to it, you know, referred to as parking, but it totally makes sense. I'm kind of mad that I didn't know or use that euphemism whenever I was a, a teenager going parking, you know. Um, also really love the reference to Paradise by the Dashboard Lights by Meatloaf, uh, which might be the best and most epic song about going parking. So um, <laughs> for that alone, this song gets five stars. So what was your first car? My very first car was a Plymouth Breeze. Uh, it's like sort of a knockoff Ford Focus, but I loved so, it. It sounds like a boat, though. Anytime it's a <laughs> Plymouth, right? Um, but well, you know, I had I had my Dodge Grand Caravan, so people can make assumptions. Um, Raven is our next year buddy, and she brings Pose Angry Johnny. I just really wanted to cram this one in because as a teen, I was introduced to Poe. And when do you have the most aspirations but when you are a freaking teenager? Also, like teen angst and want to be grown is super obvious here. And she is talking about making a quesadilla, pretty sure. Also, a big fan of the biblical references just because I'm a heathen. Also, I'm making a joke about the quesadilla thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious where you're drawing the quesadilla energy <laughs> from. Uh, maybe you're just hungry when you're writing the notes. Is that... Probably. Uh, for me, this definitely captures that, that moment of like passion and determination to do something or to accompli- accomplish something. Uh, it also seems to capture that sense of duality and like the necessity of yin and yang. Uh, she says she wants to kill him and she wants to blow him away. And she, <laughs> she, she vacillates between the ways that she can do these things like gently or like an animal or with taste or with disgrace, uh, with precision or just like playing it by ear and going with the gut. 
and I'm sort of a, you know, I'm going to get what I want and, and, or it's sort of a, I'm going to get what I want. And I'm, I'm prepared to use whatever tools or means I have to accomplish the thing, whether it's seduction or like driving someone away or quitting a job that you hate or chasing your dream job, finding a place to settle or like living your life, roaming and exploring, like whatever you want to accomplish. Poe wants you to know that you have the power and all you need is the passion. Yeah. Also, Poe is so good. Do you remember when she, she, was it Haunted was made about a book that her brother uh, Correct. wrote? Yeah, her Except- brother wrote House of Leaves, mm-hmm. uh, which and- I, I don't know how familiar with that book you are, but I, I have an insistence that no one has ever read it cover to cover, but I have people I've read it cover to cover, Mitchell. I don't believe you. I, I genuinely I don't. I did. I even read the one where you have to just read like an eternal footnote while you're just like going back and forth. It's amazing. It scared the shit out of me when I was in college. It's a super spooky story. I love it. Yeah. And it's not even overtly spooky. It's just spooky. I love that. It's really good. Um, Sorry. Back to the point. Um, Our next year buddy is Candy who brings the thes. This is the day. She says, and maybe this one doesn't fit, but I find it so poppy and uplifting, like future and hope is going to happen. Every day could be the day, and this one is surely it. It makes me super happy and hopeful. I'm getting some big Lou Reed, David Bowie uh, energy from this, and I I accept it because, you know, what? It, it is poppy AF, and what's that little keyboarding thing that they blow into, I think? I think that they're using that, and that make me that just makes me happy. The harmonica? No. Oh, close. Um, melodica. There you go. You got there it. There we go. I figured it out. Was, are they using that? Um, I don't think there's a melodica in this. <laughs> um, I think this like is a bunch it. of accordions is actually what it is. Ah, there's still some air. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I do totally hear the Lou Reed and David Bowie style that you talk about. Uh, I actually really love the low key chill accordions on this one as well. Uh, accordions kind of get a bad rap because polka music, but I truly love an accordion in most cases, maybe because I grew up listening to so much Weird Al, but also because it's just a, a really cool solo instrument. And uh, yeah, from the lyrical point of view, I can definitely relate to this one as well. That depressed feeling like you aren't doing anything with your life and you swear one day you'll get busy living and you know, you mark the day in your mind. This is when I finally decided to turn it all around. And then a few weeks later, you realize that, you know, you lost all ambition and you're still stuck in the same place. And it's really frustrating to feel that way and be stuck in that in that loop. But I think there's also something to be said for appreciating the small things that you do. 
or or the not so small routines that you manage to keep up with. You know, sometimes I feel like I haven't done anything with my life, but I've done a podcast for a couple years now. I'm in school making straight A's. I moved out of my hometown where a lot of folks that I know are still stuck or stagnating. So there's definitely a relative way to look at these things. But man, I, I definitely fully relate to that depressed feeling of just being stuck and trying to muster all of your energy and motivation into this life changing epiphany that never seems to play out. I definitely, I feel that in my bones, unfortunately. Dude, you've been with me on this podcast for like two and a half years. Yeah. That's magical. Thank you so much. You make it's this show fun. happen. It's been fun. It's great. Yeah. You make this show happen so many times. <laughs> we're, we're, um, we just lean on each other. We're, we're equal and opposite. We both put in. It's fine. <laughs> Thanks. I, I feel like a lot of times you do a lot of work more than me, but you know, thank you. <laughs> Our, our next ear buddy is Graham, who brings Dire Straits, Money or Nothing. Look at them yo-yos, that's the way you do it. You play the guitar on MTV. That ain't working, that's the way you do it. Money for nothing, and your chicks for free. Now that ain't working, that's the way you do it. Let me tell you. says mostly posting this to mess with jeremy scott because i know his opinion on this but it did influence my ambitions damn straight i'm gonna admit i chose this song because i want to know about the beef i really do and i'm pretty sure mitchell knows what it is so i'm here with popcorn also always surprised that dire straits isn't metal i'm halfway to calling it electric country also if this wasn't in the american psycho uh music like soundtrack thing i it really needs to have been it's got that sort of vibe to it and Mm -hmm. i think electric country is kind of an interesting way to describe dire straits but somewhat (laughs) pretty accurate i like that um yeah surely we all aspire to make money for nothing or at least for as little effort as possible um i don't actually know the full story of of graham and jeremy's thoughts on this one but i have to imagine jeremy uh being the hilariously snarky smart ass that he is has probably made some disparaging remarks about mark knopfler and dire straits in the past um i'd love to hear either of them elaborate their opinions on this one i'm gonna just take a wild guess though and imagine jeremy probably said something along the lines of mark knopfler makes me want to gouge out my eardrums with a grapefruit spoon (laughs) Um, that just sounds like a, a sentence that he would construct, you know, uh, and he wouldn't be wrong. There are some killer dire straight songs in my opinion, but unfortunately there's a lot of filler in there too. Um, also every time someone brings up dire straits or Vince Gill, I'm obligated to mention that Mark Knopfler once invited Vince Gill to join dire straits, but Vince Gill decided to pursue a solo career instead, which obviously worked out incredibly well, but I can only imagine the disdain that Jeremy would have for a dire straits that actually did feature Vince Gill. Uh, he probably like lobotom- lobotomized himself with an ice pick but personally i'd be kind of into it so wait so mark knopfler is he the the guitar player or yeah, the singer he is uh, the guitar player and singer and vince gill of course is country so electric country does make sense now right and you know mark knopfler is known for being a virtuosic master of guitar 
and uh, he's kind of wasting it on on making white boy rock, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, uh, Vince Gill is also an incredible guitar player, and so I think once he left the Pure Prairie League early on, I guess uh, late seventies or early eighties, whenever that was, Mark Knopfler was like, "Come play your awesome guitar in my band," and he's like, "No, I'm gonna go and." And be a crooner and write pop country, and it's going to be amazing. Oh, I found out some stuff. Um, our last year buddy is Charlie, who brings Ben Folds 5, Kate. just so jazzy and snazzy and like he's describing kate and i want to be that freewheeling girl handing out bhagavad gitas as well daisies dandelions all that like i definitely can tell she's got like a really nice summer dress on and it sounds really fun definitely so um i wanted to make sure that this one got on just because i love ben fold so much uh this is easily one of my favorites from his catalog uh he says that he wrote it for a girl that he was dating her name was kate and uh she said that her name would never work for a song like michelle or jolene like a lot of those songs named after women uh she said kate was just monosyllabic and boring would never make a great song so ben folds wrote this amazing jam about a girl named kate and how amazing and talented she is and how we should all aspire to be like kate there's just so much brilliant pop songwriting going on and, and not only a, a tribute to wanting to be like Kate, but also an example of Ben Folds setting a goal to make her name sound good in a song and then just knocking that goal out of the park. I love it. Ben Folds. I need to listen to more Ben Folds because I know that he's uh, he's very prolific, right? Yes, indeed. And for some reason, Dakota says that he looks like Ben Folds, but I don't see it. I, I can kind of see where, where Dakota's coming from on that. I don't think he looks a ton, like my buddy Josh Stevens, I always thought, kind of looks like Ben Folds. I think if you combine Josh Stevens and Dakota into one person, you'd get Ben Folds. Let me think what Josh Stevens looks like. I'm trying to remember. I'm He's real, real handsome. Looks kind of like Ben <laughs> Folds. We didn't get attacked on Twitter this week. I'll tell you that. Except for um, Craig last week, which obviously I mentioned, um, does not like the way I say Jeff. Oh, right. So I'm yeah, going to continue course. to say Jeff. Always. Why, why would you do that to me, though, as your co-host? That's the real problem. I really like to challenge um, your sense of reality so that maybe we can all come together. Mm. You're welcome. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Pow I Gotcha. <laughs> I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at Andy Pod. The Facebook group is Earbuds and Arrows podcast, podcast group, and the voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 
731-400-2837. You can email the show, andypod at gmail.com. And you can check out our website, andypod.com, part of the 10710 network, which I was looking stuff up, and apparently some of the um, early, early, early shows are missing, like, the file. So I got I to gotta tweak some stuff. I think I still have all my files to upload them, so huh, we'll figure that out. That's, like, a big project, though. I'll work on it. What's our final song this week? I'm going to leave us with Bill Wirtz and his song, When I Get Older. Uh, I think I've brought Bill Wirtz to the show two or three times now, and I just can't rest until someone else appreciates him as much as I do. Uh, He's a virtuosic musician, plays every instrument that you hear, records all his own stuff. Uh, He has these incredible flash videos that he does for all his songs. Uh, and it's just often very dense with like little sound effects and intermittent instruments that like come in, play a quick line and then disappear from the song entirely. Like you'll just hear like a little banjo line come out of nowhere and you'll never hear it again in the song, but he just has these instruments come and go from the mix. And it's just really dense and beautiful. Um, I saw a glimpse of, of a track that he recorded that had something like 200 tracks of audio sprinkled throughout the song, just given those little textures and accents uh, and that sort of stuff. So it's just really exciting to listen to on headphones. Uh, he's got a strong sense of humor to his lyrics, uh, and his lyrics can kind of sound like a novelty sometimes. And, you know, he actually got to start making funny videos for YouTube and Vine. Uh, but it's always a struggle for me to convince people that he isn't just a comedy musician or a novelty act. Uh, he has some really poignant and powerful lyrics and metaphors, but he contrasts them with like humor to sort of self deprecate and keep people from thinking that he takes himself too seriously. Uh, This song has a lot of different ideas kind of strung throughout the lyrical content, but to me the main message seems to to be about that feeling of ambition and motivation and when all your energy and your desires are all aligned and you feel like you can do something important and change the world. Uh, In the song, he kind of associates that feeling with being a child, standing in awe and wonder and scheming all the things that you'll do and change about the world when you get older. Uh, for him, it just seems he just seems to be super excited about music, and he wants to to make music that brings joy and lifts the world up, and that's exactly what he does for me. So hopefully, uh, he will do the exact same thing for you. Here's Bill Wirtz with "When I Get Older." When I get older, I'm gonna be stronger, so I can lift up the whole entire world. I'm gonna hold it and lift it higher, higher than it's been.
Just my 